This is the Create Yourself Podcast. Welcome back to the Create Yourself Podcast. This podcast is all about fitness, nutrition, mindset, business, and creating a life that you're proud of. Today, I'm joined by my good friend and amazing coach, Coach Becky Enright. What is up, Becky? Hey. All right. So, Becky and I lately are always circling around this conversation of undereating. It's something that uh, it, it's an issue that we run into with clients that we work with, both at the gym, um, people that I coach online. It's a, it's a common issue that we always have. Uh, her and I often get into rants about the subject, um, about how frustrating it can be. Um, so ultimately, this podcast is uh, we're going to touch on a little bit of everything. We're going to talk about uh, undereating uh, under and um, why it's not helping you to lose weight and why you're not performing well. Um, we're going to dive into the, the hormonal side of it, the mental side of it, uh, some of the science behind it, you name it. We're going to try to touch on a little bit of everything, um, and we're going to go from there. Let's do it. All right, so the first thing we're going to talk about is under eating and, and what that even means. So, Becky, what would you consider under eating to be? Huh. So, under eating to me is um, not eating enough, not eating what your body needs to perform the um, basic function um, that includes performance and generalized happiness, you know, not right. eating food. How often do we find somebody that's under eating by as much as like, a, a thousand calories. A How, lot, it, all it, the time. Constantly, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a never-ending story that we get from people, especially when we give these diet setups. And um, the first thing people say to us is, "What? Uh, that's too much. That's food. too much food. Yeah. How am I going to eat that much yeah, protein? No, I can't eat that much food. Right, right. So, um, you guys, when we sit around all day and we're doing absolutely nothing, and uh, if we were to lay in bed all day long, your body literally has a certain amount of calories that it's going to burn just from you. One, not moving, just laying there doing nothing. Your body's burning calories uh, through uh, anything you eat. And if you eat in bed, your body's going to burn calories. Uh, your, your heart pumping, your, your lungs moving, normal processes, digestion, you name it. Your body is burning calories just from sitting there and doing nothing. And um, so you can imagine that if uh, your body has all these normal processes that it needs energy for and you're not feeding it, it can cause all kinds of issues. Can you agree? Right. You, you need the, you need that fuel to, to do everything. I mean, not let alone, you know, to walk to your car or to work or to do anything that we do our activities of daily living. Um, that doesn't, it's not even included. That's just, um, digestion and breathing and blood circulating. And that's just your resting metabolic rate. What that is, that basal metabolic rate, Mm -hmm. um, of not doing anything else. So you need food. Right. We were, we were talking before um, we started recording, and uh, we, we were talking about a, a work friend. Hopefully this work friend doesn't listen to this and gets mad. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, but she was doing what? Something that's going to jumpstart her metabolism, yeah, but it was actually more restriction. Yeah, she's talking about this very low-calorie diet that she's doing, and actually quite a few of the girls at work are doing it. It's super low-calorie. It's a uh, food-like product. It's really not something that is a whole food, high-calorie thing. Um, but her argument for doing it was, she says, I realize that this isn't, um, I realize that this isn't a life, uh, something that I can do for life, but I think that this is jump starting my metabolism mm. and my jaw sort of dropped. And I thought, no, I, I mean, it's actually doing the complete opposite. It, it's, t- it's so tough when we have these conversations just because people, uh, the, the, you know, w- 
you are the mental side of the of the house. You you love the mental capacity, the the right. mind behind why people do things and right. how to get them to it. Um, I'm I sway a lot to the science side. That's what really attracts me to stuff. Um, but essentially, when we're talking about metabolisms, that's broken up into a couple of different things, right? You, you mentioned your basal metabolic rate, which is you sit around, you do nothing all day. That's the amount of calories you burn. Then you got the thermal effect of feeding, which is when you are eating something, your body is having to digest and break that down. That also expends energy. Um, and, and there's a couple other uh, facets of it, too. But when we're talking about metabolism and then you're already you're, you're trying to jumpstart. I'm doing bunny ears right now jumpstart your metabolism but you're actually starting with more restriction Mm -hmm. you're actually just causing more issue with that right you're actually slowing down your metabolic rate and the the problems that follow that right um how often do you think people like when when we get into the conversation about why we eat in the first place um do you think that majority of people eat for pleasure instead of like for it being what you need to do to be alive hmm well I think that it depends on who you're talking to, your audience. Um, The majority of people um, eat for pleasure. I think that once you um, change your mindset and sort of being an athlete is your goal, um, you can get into the mindset of eating for performance, um, fueling your body, fueling your workouts. Um, But, you know, the the majority of people out there um, eat for pleasure. They eat you know, what they were raised eating right. or what sounds good or what they're in the mood for. There's no thought to how much protein am I getting in or should I maybe eat this many carbs because of this or, you know. Right. The the the, the whole why we eat thing is something that uh, even in the past I struggled with it because I often thought like um, – Man, I really like food. Like, I'm a, a, a sugar, brownie, cookie-eating mm-hmm. junkie. Yeah, oh, me too. And and the problem with it is that I have to remember that the whole reason I'm eating in the first place is to fuel my body. Not right. for pleasure, not for me. Not for, I, Obviously, we want it to be enjoyable, but right. that shouldn't be the sole reason why we eat in the first place. You should feed your body to be alive, right? Which is why it's so important to have a well-balanced diet because... Um, I always talk about this one body, one life thought to where, like, we don't get to do this again. It's not like we can, you know, we screw up this body, we get to go and do it again. It's not going to happen. There's no such thing. Right. That's like the saying that, what is it, um, you should um, eat to live, not live to eat. Right. You know, right. and so many people live to eat. And I get it. I mean, I understand how uh, much fun food is, but at the same time, you know, it's unnecessary and it takes some time it takes some habit it takes some practice but eventually you get to the point where um you don't need to think about food all the time right it takes practice so um let's touch a little bit on it we, we mentioned like uh what under eating is why we should eat in the first mm-hmm. place um what are what are what are one to two? Well, shoot, let's just go on the, go into the weeds with it. What are some things that happens when to a person's body when they undereat? So, um, not getting enough fuel for your body mm-hmm. um, causes things like a decrease in your uh, resting metabolic rate. So suddenly it slows down how much food you're burning. Right? Uh, it can cause problems with your hunger hormones, your sex hormones, your thyroid hormones. Um, you suddenly start um, slowing down that n- what's called NEAT, that non-exercise activity thermogenesis, just fidgeting, moving around, simple things that you don't think about. All of that slows down. Um, you might feel cold. You might not sleep well. 
uh, causes a lot of problems. Yeah. So these are actually biomarkers that I, when when I'm doing a diet with somebody or I'm, you know, asking them about their training and stuff like that, or, or if I think it's nutrition related, I start asking them these questions. Like, and some of them are uncomfortable, like asking a woman or a dude sure. if what their sex drive is. Right. And, and most often you get a little bit of defensiveness, but I always try to have this kind of relationship with my athletes to mm-hmm. where like, hey, if I'm asking you what your sex drive is, it's purely to check on like right. what... Uh, how you're responding to your diet. I ask things like, are you motivated? Um, what's your mood like? Because those all go exactly with what you were just talking about. Right. And, you know, I mean, as a female, honest, I mean, I'm a married female, but as a female, I don't know that waking up every morning with a boner is normal. You know, like, I <laughs> yeah. don't know that. Yeah. Um, but that's what's normal. Like, and right. if you don't wake up every morning with one, that's not normal. Right. Um, you know, I'm familiar with girls and how often most of them want to have sex. But right. um, knowing that food affects that boy you know i mean that's time important to yeah, time <laughs> right. to eat, you know uh it's man oh god we could go to going for years about this i talked i talked to you about it before right um that under eating piece is such a huge 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 part of it just because like i think a lot of the issues that we're seeing in the gym in uh from people that i coach in society is directly linked I call it the under-eating epidemic. Um, but when you list out all those issues that you can have, not feeding your body, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like a no-brainer just to eat a little bit more. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that it goes to you need to eat the right foods, um, but definitely. So um, what are some basic signs that somebody can kind of key into? That um, they might not be eating enough? That they might not be eating enough, yeah. Um. Well, that you're hungry. Uh, in between meals, you're hungry. Sometimes people feel hungry all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people might say that they don't feel hungry. Um, you know, like I said, this messes with your hunger hormones, your leptin and your ghrelin. They get all messed up. And so you can also, um, you can lose that sensitivity to ghrelin, or I'm sorry, leptin, so that you don't feel it. Um, but decreased uh, body temperature, feeling cold all the time, uh, poor sleep is a really, it's a big one. Yeah. You know, uh, a while back they started saying that you shouldn't eat after seven o'clock or some nonsense. Um, but Cody, I know that you and I both like to eat our pancakes right before bedtime. Yeah. Um, that helps sleep. Um, yeah. Carbs before bed, actually, uh, it's been found to trigger serotonin, which yeah. is great for I do think sleep. that it has to be the right kind of carb. Like mm-hmm. if you're eating ice cream before bed, um, that sugar, that high glucose intake can sometimes affect your ability to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. But good source carbs right before bed, uh, that really helps you sleep. Uh, I am a good sleeper. And so, you know, I don't know. I, I don't want to mess with my pre-bed pancakes. Um, other things, constipation. You're not eating enough food means you're not pooping enough. Uh, it slows your gut. It slows everything. So, uh, you know, what goes in must come out. And if you feel like you're not going often enough, it's probably because you're not eating enough, aka not eating the right foods, but um, not eating enough. Um, so there's a, there's a thing called metabolic adaptation. So you mentioned yeah. before, like, uh, metabolism goes down, right? Yeah. So uh, the, the, the scientific side of that is essentially metabolic adaptation. Like, our body is always trying to figure out what we're doing. And it's also always trying to protect us. So when people are under eating for a long period of time, right, if you're, if you're a person is, you know, daily and monthly under eating, mm-hmm. even probably some people have been doing it for years. When you under eat that like that for such a long time, um, 
it actually makes you to store body fat because right. your body's starting to recognize this food is like, well, I, I need to do all these processes. Right. Um, my human's not giving me all the food that I need. Right. My brain needs to function. Right. My brain needs sugar. So I'm going to keep it I'm there and I'm going to turn everything. everything into fat. And right. I don't want to function as far as like, I'm not going to go to the gym. Correct. I need to just breathe. Right. So you, you start having performance issues in the gym right. to where like, uh, you don't lift well, you, your numbers aren't increasing, your performance is increase, isn't increasing. Um, sometimes just simply looking at your nutrition and how much you're eating is a big deal. Like just because you're, uh, what happens is people start gaining weight and they've been under eating for years and years and years mm -hmm. and they start uh, gaining weight and the first thing they think is like, I'm eating too much, mm -hmm. when really they're not eating enough in the first place and they right. often go and eat less on top of that right. and just increases the issues on top of that. Right, yeah. to me, um, one of the biggest signs that you aren't eating enough, this is huge to me, this is um, on the mental side of it though, like the psychology of it, but the biggest sign that you aren't eating enough is that you are binging on the weekends or you're craving something and you have to eat it. If you are including foods that you might think you shouldn't eat, if you include a little bit of that every day or a couple times a week or something, um, you're less likely to crave that. Mm -hmm. um, but there are so many people, uh, for girls specifically, say they eat 1,200 calories during the week and then Saturday night comes or Friday night comes and they think, oh my gosh, I... I'm going to treat myself and you know it's pizza and beer and wings and cupcakes and cookies and ice cream and you Everything know it could go on yeah. um, but if you if your body was actually fueled you wouldn't feel like that um, I, I, I promise you you wouldn't feel that way if you were eating well during the week there would not be that drive to the, binge on the weekend that under eating binge like um, cycle mm -hmm. is is terrible yeah. because so okay you under eat all the time right. your body is like we, we mentioned before your body's holding on to everything your body's like hey I need everything that I can right. to to keep this person alive so and, then you and eat three thousand calories on Saturday and it's like finally all this food right. and then you store so it's actually it's actually You're even worse the to do worse. it yeah that only makes it worse. Um, this is such a hard thing for people to get their brain wrapped around that right. I um, really did badly this weekend so this week I'm going to restrict more and you are perpetuating the cycle this is huge you need to eat more during the week so that you don't feel bad during the weekend when you're not binging and you know um, feeling like feeling guilty feeling like I shouldn't have eaten that I have figured out a way to like work in treats and work in indulgences and not feel bad because what you do most of the time is more important than what you do once, right? right. And I mean, I, I think you just need to eat more food and then you don't crave that binge. Yeah, that, so the, this is something cool. I actually haven't told you about it. I don't know why I never have it yet, but um, so I've been doing this thing called metric tracking with people. Mm -hmm. Um, especially my folks that are like having a really hard time wrapping their heads around like eating more. Mm -hmm. um, so I get them tracking their food, we're doing the whole thing, right? And then the, I build out this Google sheet for them. Mm -hmm. The Google sheet is like, you know, the, the one column is their date, one column is their macros for their protein, their mm -hmm. carbs, and their fats. Mm -hmm. Then I ask them their mood, their motivation, and then how their sleep was. Right. And what I'm seeing in these metrics is like on days where they under eat mm -hmm. uh, and they don't hit their macros, they can see it, it, it's it's like this amazing trend that mm -hmm. finally there's data behind it. So they're like, okay, I under ate this day. 
oh, well, wow, my mood sucked also. Yeah. So I didn't tell them what right. I was doing. I just had them fill it out. Right. Uh-huh. And then I was like, look, this mm-hmm. is what's going on. And this is my argument for why you should eat more is because yeah. if you look at that metric tracker, every single day um, that you under ate, you didn't hit your macros well, that goes, it directly correlates right. to your mood, your motivation, your performance in the gym, and how you slept that day. Definitely. Right. So this tracker, so um, that could be a simple thing that people could do. Like, hey, if you... If you don't believe what we're saying, never mind we are, are complete nerds about trying to make things like this make sense. Mm. If, if you don't believe what we're saying, do something as simple as pull out a notebook. Take this notebook, make it into a little chart. Uh, one column is your date. The next column is, you know, uh, by now, I hope if you're listening to this podcast and you're seeking out information, you're doing some form of tracking of your food. Mm-hmm. Uh, see how many calories you eat that day. Write it down. Do it for... 10 to 14 days. Make sure you list your mood, your motivation, how you performed in the workout, or how you performed in your workouts, the whole thing. Yeah, like what kind of workout you, you're yeah. doing. I find a lot that when I, um, you know, when I have heavy leg day, mm-hmm. I it is a direct correlation. Later that day, I need you something. You a lot of legs to feed. It is like, I, yes, I have some tree trunks down here <laughs> that need food, and I, I wish that I could be better about, like, being... I wish that I didn't want the ice cream, mm-hmm. you know, but like, so like yesterday, for example, I had, my legs were dead. I wasn't having it. My legs were tired. And I thought I was going to have half a, half a cup of ice cream. So I'm treating myself. I've got half a cup of ice cream. I can work this in. Sorry, Turned that. into one full cup. Yeah. <laughs> and it was more than I wanted to go for, but I felt honestly better mm-hmm. and my mind felt better. My legs, I feel like whether it's psychological or not, but when I have leg day, I need more food. And I will have people say to me, you know, I um, accidentally ate two, I ate a, a candy bar, or too many candy bars, or I ate more food than I wanted to, but I also know they've been going heavy on leg days mm-hmm. and I know they've been doing a lot. It's like, well, that means you're not eating enough food. And let's 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 fix your macros so that you're getting more carbs, you're getting more food because you need the point of this is to fuel your workout, you know? I mean, right. to fuel your daily living, to fuel your fun life. On top of under so with that chart, right? Like you mentioned like what you're doing yeah. for your workouts, right? Uh, that could be another column. Sure. Uh, I, I guarantee if people do that, if you guys do that, you're going to see a correlation between your under eating days um, how you're performing in the gym, your motivation, your mood, all that stuff is going to be directly uh, affected by your diet and what you ate that day. You're going to see that correlation and maybe you can get that um, you can get that instant clarity that we're, we, we're trying to tell you about um, just through the data and uh, maybe that can motivate you enough to, to take some advice on eating a little bit more when we, when we say you probably should, which is a whole another discussion in itself. Um, so on top of under eating, I think something that goes with this is um, jumping from diet to diet. Yeah. And, and usually each one of these diets is, an, like you mentioned, the metabolism jump start yeah. when it's actually just another diet, another right. restrictive diet. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel when people go from like the Whole30 to keto to, um, you know, this juice cleanse to this metabolism jump starter to I'm just going to eat 800 calories? Um how do you feel when people do that? I think that 100% of the time across the board, 100%. all of this is forms of calorie restriction, mm-hmm. right? So these are just different types of calorie restriction. I don't think that people should, of, I think that people should 
try things um, because I think that uh, not everybody, not every single diet is going to fit everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, their body might work very well with keto, example, or some people might work very well with just a paleo diet. Um, I, I don't think that you shouldn't try things, but I do think that you shouldn't jump from diet to diet. Um, all of these diets or lifestyles or ways of eating are all forms of calorie restriction. Um, so understanding that and knowing that really this falls back to calories, right? I mean, like you need to get enough calories. Otherwise, your body doesn't perform well. Otherwise, you're still just under eating and right. you're continuing the same process. Right. <laughs> um, so when people are under eating for a long period of time, they're jumping from diet to diet. They're doing the under eating to the binge eating on the weekends. Um, you're doing a lot of damage to your body. And yes. it's important to recognize that and to recognize it really fast because there's, um, I, I was listening to a guy, um, his name is Lane Norton, and he was talking about um, there's two different levels of metabolic damage, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, level one is like you've been under eating for a couple years but it can be repaired if you were to start eating more the right way. And then level two is like, you've done this habitually um, for so long that now you've done damage to your hormones, which start to affect your thyroid, which start to affect, um, you know, your, you know, you start having anxiety and you're depressed and there's all right. these different things. Um, and then usually you have to get on some form of medication right, to pull you, you back. Know, like chronically fatigued and right. not sleeping. And- right. It's, it is not normal to feel tired every day. It is not normal to be um, angry and upset all the time. Um, it's not normal to, to have unbroken sleep. So it's important to recognize, like, if, if we're looking at a checklist of uh, things of importance to correct some of these issues, if I'm talking to you, if I'm talking to, to the person who has low energy, who um, finds that they have mood swings, who finds that they don't wake up in the morning really hungry, or... Uh, who finds that their performance in the gym, you're, you're gaining weight, but you're eating very little food. If you're one of these people, um, then simply checking a li- taking a look at your nutrition and making sure that you are eating enough, I, 90% of the, not even, I bet even higher than that, 95% of the time, a look at how much food you're eating and then the contents of it can fix all these issues. Agree or disagree? I agree. I also, I, you know, I mean, I think that you will... I think that you, you find that when you're eating the appropriate amount of food, you feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I thought a while back I thought I was eating enough food. And, um, you know, I, I'm pretty good at getting my proteins and hitting my macros. And I wasn't tracking. And I thought I was doing well. And I started tracking and realized I was actually under eating. Um, started upping my food, which scared me. I'm, you know, I mean, I get it. I understand all of the psychology behind being afraid of increasing your food. Mm-hmm. Um, but, gosh, within... I don't know a week as my as my performance went on I started feeling so good I was feeling strong I was feeling energetic I felt like I was doing the right thing my body weight was actually dropping and I felt great um you know I I think that that's important so what are some we've kind of mentioned on this is bad don't Uh do it what it is everything um what is your step one to start to repair this thing to track your food to start tracking your food. Right? That's step zero. I yeah. think that um, I understand that it makes a lot of people crazy and people become crazy by this. Uh, but you need a coach or you need a friend or you need somebody to help sort of contain your crazy and help p- kind of pull you out. 
Um, but the only way to know what you're eating, if you're eating enough food, the only way to know is to actually write down what you're eating to track. Um, I highly recommend using something like MyFitnessPal. Um, so many people, so many people are under eating protein. Um, for one, you know, um, or their fats are off the charts. Um, they don't realize what they're eating. They think it's a protein. They think that their almonds are high in protein, but really that's kind of a fat source. Yes, there's protein in it, um, but boy, your fats are going through the roof. But literally, just had that conversation the other day. A person's like, "Oh, I eat tons of protein. You know, I have yogurt I and butter. almonds and peanut yeah. butter," and I'm like, "Those are fat sources." <laughs> um, so I think that the number one thing to do. Uh, is to just write down your food and you don't have to change anything. I mm -hmm. think that just to start, just write it down. You don't know where to go unless you're writing it down. You don't know where to go unless you know where you're at. Um, that is the number one thing is to chart your food. Everybody for the most part has a trend as to how they eat. So if it's just like your body weight. Your body weight is going to fluctuate a little bit. How much food you eat just normally without being a person that tracks your macros, <laughs> if you're just a person that eats every day, um, I would venture to say that there's some sort of trend or consistency in how you eat, meaning like even if you're an under eater, maybe I bet you under eat around, you know, just as an example, like if you're a person that eats around a thousand calories, I bet you're around that number all the time and you've been like that way. So if you start tracking, you'll see that trend And a good way to. So we talked about step zero, tracking your food. I would say after step zero, step one which is to start increasing. But a, a way that I used to fail people is I would say, okay, you're eating, you know, we do the tracking thing. I'd see they're eating a thousand calories. The first thing I would say to them was say, hey, okay, your body weight times uh, the amount of calories you should have taken in consideration your activity level and, you know, your sleep and what your biomarkers are saying, you should eat 2,000 calories. And I would increase them by Let's a thousand calories. A thousand calories. Right. So uh, I think a better way, if you're going to try to do it on your own is, right, um, do the biomarkers, tra the biomarkers tracking thing that we mentioned before, the date, how much food you're eating, your mood, motivation, performance, the whole thing, what type of workout you did. Um, start tracking those things. Start tracking your food. And then when you see this trend, if you're somebody who, you know, you do, you do the calculation that we put out a thousand times and it says you need a thousand more calories, well, then I would recommend not jumping straight to that, but maybe small jumps a little bit at a time. So maybe add 50. So I'm doing something right now with somebody to where I add 50 calories to their diet every single week. And I've been doing it now for six weeks. And crazy thing, this person was also intermittent fasting. They no longer can stand intermittent mm -hmm. fasting because now they're hungry, hungry. in the morning. <laughs> they're so hungry. Um, so intermittent fasting has gone out the window. Um, and this was a person who um, had been probably under eating and doing different diets for years. Um, but what we're starting to see is signs of life from uh, the, uh, the person's metabolism, which is a great sign. So start increasing your food very slowly. And then if you're going to do it, like, you know, you could even start, you know, step one is increase your food 50 calories every week. Step two could be, well, now let's pay attention to how I'm increasing my food by 50 calories. I would recommend maybe starting with your proteins or your fats first and then bring carbs along later. Um, but that could be step one uh, or step one and two. What could be, you know, as we get out into the nitty gritty from there, what would be the next step from there? Well, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think at that point it gets more complicated mm -hmm. and you need somebody that kind of knows how this works. Um, I think that a big part of this is that you should not change your macros if you aren't being diligent. I think that so many people say, oh, 
Um, you know, every few weeks they come up and say, hey, I need new, new macros. Um, but they're not actually being diligent in tracking and actually hitting those macros. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think that that should even be um, um, a topic on the table until you're hitting your macros diligently or, you know, logging your food. I also don't think that um, for those of you that are scared by this conversation, I don't think that this has to be forever. Mm-mm. I think that by doing this, you develop habits and you develop um, ways of eating. You know, I mean, you can I could I could go out of town and know where I'm going to be lacking or where I can make it up um, because I've been doing this for a long time. I think that um, you can take breaks. I think that you need to develop this habit, this skill, and then take time off. You know, come back maybe in a while, uh, but I don't think it's permanent. Right. Fixing the mental part of it first and being okay with eating more, um, just like anything we do, is just going to come from practice and is going to be from um, doing it for a period of time, giving your mind that little bit of break, doing it for a period of time, giving that mind a little bit of a break. Yeah. And then after you, you repeat that cycle, over and over and over again, it gets a little bit easier to get on and off a diet. Definitely. But a planned on and off, not like um, I'm stopping because I messed up, but more along the lines of um, I'm stopping because I choose to, because I know I need it. Yeah, or I I need a mental break from tracking for a little bit. Or, you know, I'm feeling like I need to eat something different or you know sometimes I find that I'm not always eating what my family is eating and I make it work we always are eating the same protein source we just might eat a little bit differently Um, but if you need that mental break take time here and there but um, you need to come back to that habit and track so you mentioned before the the power in having like a mentor or a coach or something like that Mm -hmm. Um, more than ever I'm a firm believer in how important that is just because uh, the whole concept of having outside eyes Mm -hmm. Having somebody that you're accountable to that you don't want to disappoint. Mm -hmm. Uh, Having somebody that's going to, I mean, even myself, I'm pretty guilty of like, I've been doing something for a period of time and uh, somebody takes a look at it and they're like, well, maybe you should try this. And I'm like, "Ah." you know, I know they're right. But having that outside look or that outside accountability is something that's pretty, pretty huge. Um, How valuable is it to have a coach or somebody, not even a coach, but a A mentor, somebody, somebody somebody who's going to hold you accountable and Mm -hmm. give you some outside unbiased feedback how important is that well I think it's important Um, I just had a conversation with a friend this morning who I've been helping her with her macros Um, and I you know I like I don't I I know she would probably say that I'm her coach but I I see it more as like a friendship a relationship I ask her questions she asks me questions Mm -hmm. we talk about sort of the psychology of all of this but um, you know just to run by a hey, do you think I'm eating too much of this? Or I was thinking about cutting this out. And sort of my perspective is the outsider saying, hey, why would you want to cut that out? This makes you happy. Yeah. It's not, a, you're, not you're not overindulging. This is um, something that gives you happiness in the day. And I think brought her back to, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, like maybe my craziness is getting to me. Um, and somebody explained that, you know, I'm not, that's not me being crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to have, somebody that you can be honest with. I, I have a, um, a person that I'm coaching mm-hmm. and uh, we've been working together a couple months and um, she essentially like paid in full mm-hmm. a couple months, right? Um, and you know, she's been super committed, yeah. ready to roll the whole thing. And then um, her paid in full commitment is uh, going to be done in another oh, month. Yeah. And um, she like, 
text me and made sure that it's done, mm-hmm. right? Like at the end of this month, we're, we're done, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but in my head, right. I'm like, it's not even a money thing. It's like, are you done? Right. I've had You're this. Done? I've had this with a coach before, where yeah. um, that money period was done, and um, he's like, no, no, actually, we've got one more week, and I said, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I had mentally focused on this day. I'm done. And boy, was that a mess. Right. You know, because I was. I thought you were about to go to like done. it was a good thing. And I was no, like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I um, we're about went to have off a debate. the rails. And it was, I wasn't, I hadn't mentally prepared for a maintenance. I hadn't mentally prepared for how do I stop this? Um, and oh my gosh, that it was not good. Yeah, I, I was like, just short, like, I wish this person the best. I hope yeah. they, you know, um, th- they've been super committed yeah. and mm-hmm. they've gotten some good change. Yeah. Um, I think that for those last maybe two yeah. weeks, instead of thinking cut, you think maintenance. Right. And you think, how do we sort of ramp these calories back up to something that you can maintain? I actually think that the person's going to just stop tracking food when we're done. Mm. I think it's going to be cold turkey stop. Yeah. But what it's, it, here's what it's going to lead to, though. Is it's going to lead to... I've done this multiple times in my life. <laughs> it's going to lead to body composition changes yes. that the person doesn't want unless they get another coach or mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, it, shoot, it could be I'm not leading them along the way. I know that uh, I've had some coaches that have been yeah. online. I've had some coaches that um, are not nearly as a... Uh, <laughs> don't follow up nearly as much as they should. Yeah. Um, and I follow up a lot with people and, and almost daily touch points. Yeah. And um, this person, I think, is just going to stop and they're yeah. going to fall back into a same pattern. And probably, I mean, when we first started uh, working together, she was a victim of undereating, you yeah. know. Um, and I think it's just going to be more of it. And then body composition changes, just like you said, going off the rails is going to happen. And uh, she'll either find herself with another coach or uh, in a place where she's going to need assistance down the road. Right. I think. What happens is you gain weight and then you, you know, then you're in the same spot you were three months ago. Right. And why not just maintain this? And I get that it seems, um, boy, I'm tired of tracking. Well, if you, you maybe you need a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you can go through maintenance um, or stopping a calorie deficit without um, tracking. Right. Um, you got anything else? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, are we, where are we? I think we're done. We got how okay. to fix it. We don't run through the whole thing. We're so prepared today. Well, <laughs> Becky was prepared and I tried to. We've, we realized that I'm not good at outlining. I like to freestyle. Um, anywho, I hope you guys enjoyed this one a lot. This is something that has been on our heart and our mind for a, a few weeks, probably even a few months now, just through conversations that Becky and I have had about people that we work with and, and what we see across the board. I would say nine out of 10 people that come to me for nutrition or diet help, um, they are under eating and they have been for years. And then uh, it's important to know why that this can be bad if you're a person that is doing it. Um, and then the kind of... Um, the kind of negatives that come from it, and then uh, also the benefits of eating what you should. I think it was important, and I think that we put out a lot of good information in there. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I think that something that is an important takeaway message is that you need to find balance. Um, You need to find sustainability. Mm -hmm. I think that diet restrict binge cycle, that restrict binge cycle is um, uh, really bad for your body, and it is uh, forever. People will do this for their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that you need to find something that is sustainable. And people are so uh, against finding like a slow, I don't want to lose slowly. I want to lose really quickly right now. I just need to lose 15 pounds really quick and then I'll maintain. That doesn't happen. It never happens like that. So um, you need to find something that's sustainable and to, you know, not hang your happiness on what your body weight is. Right. So I actually did a video on that today about instant gratification Mm -hmm. versus delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. Instant, and that 
15 pounds really quick just comes from like we can go on Amazon and sure. order right. this book. It'll be here in one day. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, I'm just going to not eat and get 15 yeah. pounds. Uh-huh. Versus you mentioned something you can stick with. Where do you want to be next year? Right. Like, Delayed think about next year and where does your body want to be? And you don't need to gain, lose, gain, lose, gain, lose. Right. That's not fun. Just work on something you can be consistent. And then down the road, you can reap the benefits of all your labor <laughs> and all your hard work from there. Yeah. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Again, under eating is. Um, it's a uh, it's a subject that people are either a unaware of or one unwilling to admit that they're doing. Um, it can cause all kinds of issues. And uh, if you guys need help with getting any of this stuff set up, you can always reach out to us. Becky, where can they find you at if they want to get some more information? I'm on Instagram at becky.enright. That's E-N-R-I-G-H-T. There's also some cool lifting videos up there about her. <laughs> I always plug her a little bit. She is uh, definitely one of the strongest uh most jacked women that I know and uh it's it's awesome to see the cool stuff that she does um so definitely look her up on there she's lately been posting more which I'm pretty pumped about um she posts some food almost daily and it makes me hungry when I'm sitting at home um but you can also find me on Instagram at the CF7C coach you can also look up our gym at CrossFit the number seven cities um and then we're both on the book of face and uh again guys hope you enjoyed it talk to you next time bye thanks